Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to bring you more biblical concepts for contemporary living. I'm sure that you'll be blessed for having tuned our way, as in this particular telecast, I'll be speaking from the theme, It's Your Inheritance. There's an extraordinary program that is produced by BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation. The program is entitled Air Hunters. Air Hunters, H-E-I-R, Hunters. Those who have a heritage, those who have an inheritance that they don't know about. And so this program is designed that it might make available to those who are heirs of estates that are before the British Treasury after the probate of a deceased person. These unknown heirs are entitled to these estates. But they are unclaimed estates. Inheritance, if you please, unclaimed. And then from time to time, there would be those who would have been located, much to their wonderful surprise to discover that their whole life, lifestyle, and standard of life will change. Because now they have become inheritors of estates on various levels or amounts. Air hunters. Now, for me, I see the Bible as that kind of program. Amen. I see the Bible as a program of air hunting. Trying to bring those who are unawares of their airship. That's what we're doing through this, through the preaching of this gospel. Gospel simply means good news. Now, when you struggled and when you thought that you would have to spend the rest of your life on a certain level of income, a certain level of privilege, a certain level of lifestyle, and then all of a sudden, overnight, you discover everything changes. Now, it's all right to look at that from the social and socioeconomic standpoint, but it's another thing to look at it spiritually. When you stop and think that you and I were heirs and had to be hunted so that we might come into the knowledge of what was there all the time, just waiting on us to respond and to make claim 
of what was there of an inheritance waiting for us. Well, the concept is tremendous. My text indicates that after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, Moses had completed his tenure of service as leader of God's people Israel. God speaks to Moses' successor, hand-picked by Moses. The man's name is Joshua. And Joshua now is charged with the responsibility of taking the people into a place where they might discover and receive their inheritance. Called them out of slavery. Permitted them to go through the process of being conditioned to receive their inheritance. It's interesting because God is not governed by our time clock. Because when you look at it, God all of the years that they were in Egypt, which was 400, stay with me now, and then they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, as 440, yes. watch this, and now God is about to take them into what was there all the time. Somebody shout with me, it was there, it was there. All, the time. all the time, but they wandered. Yes. And they spent time going through a wilderness experience. Uh, you may not have referred to your life with all that you're going through as a wilderness experience, but it's a wilderness experience because when you stop and think of all of the circumstances that they faced in the wilderness, when, when, when God got them free from Egypt, he said, I'm not going to let you go the short route to get to the promised land. Because if I let you go this way, since you have never been, permit, have been instructed or never been schooled or never been conditioned for battle, for war, for fighting with swords and spears and shields and arrows, what I'm going to do is not take you the short route to get to where you want to go. But I'm going to take you the long way around. Tell somebody the reason, the reason why you're not there yet is because God has been taking you on the long route. The question is, why is he taking you on the long route? He's taking you on the long route because while you're not ready to fight in a battle with armaments, you do need some conditioning in your behavior. So he takes them to places like Mara and Riphidim. He takes them to places like Elam. And each one of them were conditioning places. This may cause you to now look back on the journey you have made and give God praise because when you were going there, it was only so that you'd get something from there. You would learn something. You would be developed and you would be taken onto a new echelon of understanding. And so, 
God took them the long way. That's not my message today. But I could tell you about Mara, bitterness. I could tell you about Rephidim and Eli. I could tell you that there are times when you're going to have so many things going your way until you're going to think you were already there. Only to have God say, no, you've got to move on. Because Rephidim is not, uh, Elam is not the place. Rephidim is not the place. The place is the promised land. Tell somebody, I'm on my way somewhere, and I'm not there yet, but I know it's waiting for me. Why? For it is my inheritance. Well, the three points of this message, it's paramount. It's pressing, and it's personal. I don't care what happens. I remember years ago when we came to buy a piece of land to build. The Lord said, to build, we must. So I, I developed a theme. And the, the theme at, at the church at Angle Street was, uh, to build, we must. And, and got on a lot of people's nerves because it was repetitive. And they didn't like that. And I always got, just like when we were over on that side, having built that, and we said, turn to the east. Every service, turn to the east, turn to the east, turn to the east. You know why I was trying to get you to turn to the east? So you could see. Amen. Hoping that somebody would see. Yeah. You got that? Because if you can see, then I will have less problems getting you there. But the reason why a lot of folk give you headaches and disruptions is because they ain't seen nothing. So we're trying to help you with a little theme. Say, turn to these. I say, don't you see the pulpit? Don't you see the lid? <laughs> you know I'm right. And, and, but look, but, but regardless to what you say, God decreed, God declared, thou shalt divide an inheritance to them, the same one that I promised their fathers they would get. Stay with it. And today we're sitting up in this. Say what you want by the old bullhead man. Say what you want. But there's one thing. I stuck with the vision. And look what God has done. You ain't going to say nothing. You're not going to say anything. No, you're going to sit there and look at me like you got it all together. No, 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 no. But let me tell you something. Because of it, we are where we are, and we are in a good place because this is what God has ordained, and this is what God has provided, and we are going through hell on earth sometimes, but it's still all right. This is the vision. When I said God's hand is on this ministry, I mean even on our nursery school. Everything about it. Look at y'all skirt. But it's the truth. And don't worry about it. Truth will always defend truth. And maybe you're not long from now you'll hear the truth. Because a lot of things are not true. Mm. So you better watch what you run of your mouth about certain things that you don't know may not be the way it was said. Amen. Let me get out of that. I feel myself being drawn in. No. Say, thou shalt divide. 
Look at somebody and say, you're going to do it. You will get it done. You're going to receive it. I want to celebrate right now those of us who are sitting here that you're on your way to receiving your inheritance. Say it is paramount. But it is paramount. Why? Because God never changes. God's got the right person giving you the leadership. God's got the right leader, but God also has the right vision, and God has the right provision, and you're going to get there. So stop complaining about the things that haven't happened yet. You're on your way there, and it shall come to pass. Why? He is faithful, that promise. I said he is faithful, that promise. Hebrews 10, verse 23. Now, so then, let's move on and say, it's pressing. First of all, what was my first point? It's what? It's paramount. These things are important that I've shared with you. They have priority. But also, notice this. It's pressing. What do you mean pressing? What I mean is it's urgent. It's, 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 there is a sense of immediateness. Is that a word? Immediateness. There's such a thing as immediateness. Immediateness. <laughs> I wrote it down. I, 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 I am M-E-D-I-A-T-E-N-N-E-S-S. -S. I got it down. If it's not in the dictionary, put it there. <laughs> But there is a sense in when you're reading this passage of urgency. They came too far not to go the rest of the journey. Come through too much not to go through. Come to a place where they have been longing to get to. They're getting ready to cross over Jordan and to stand in the promised land. It's one thing to hear about it. It's another thing to see it. But it's something else to put your foot there. Well, I sincerely trust that you have been blessed and inspired by this word to the degree that you will claim your inheritance. So until next time, when we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.